Iowa everywhere. Chris Williams. Chris. Chris Hassel. Two guys named Chris. Presented by Fairway Meat and Grocery. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Iowa Everywhere. Channel Seed. Seedsmanship at work. And what's going on? Happy Wednesday and welcome to Two Guys Named Chris. We are obviously on a different day this week. We are not live. That's because I am heading out to Las Vegas. I'll be staying at Circa be doing some sports betting. We've got special shows coming up on Thursday and Friday of this week. I will tell you about that. Uh, He is Chris Hassel. My name is Chris Williams. We are from the Channel Seed Studios and presented, as always, by our friends at Fairway Meat and Grocery. we got the Sweet 16 coming up, and I'm amped up. So you're... um, I I, I really hope, Chris, that you have a good time sitting around with your your pregnant sister... (laughs) Just rubbing her belly. Just, oh, I gotta go. Will you go to the store and get me some ice cream, Christopher? Wow, so you're gonna be to your sister real quick, huh? Your, your sister's little bitch all weekend long <laughs> while I'm uh, out at Circa. I can promise you that's not gonna happen because she has a husband and he can be her little bitch, not me. We, we usually do, they usually do come around this time of year. We usually do watch all the games. So, um, I'm not going to miss anything, I promise. I'm, I I wish I was going to be out there with you guys in Vegas, but uh, I'm going to be watching every second of these games. I can't wait. I've been... It's like when you try to go cold turkey. You know, if you're just like a... If you're a big, big-time smoker, you're smoking carton a day. Tell and I'm then all of a sudden, miles. Monday, cold turkey, you got to quit. And I, I'm not I'm not doing well, cold turkey. Monday was rough. It was really rough. Tuesday... A little bit better. Now, Wednesday, I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to feel it. It's coming back. It's going to be a fun couple of nights, Thursday and Friday. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm really amped up. Uh, real quick, I want to update everybody on what our schedule is going to be like. So yeah, what, are you, what are you guys going to be doing out there besides just getting drunk? Well, I'm going to have two live shows on Thursday and Friday. So we're going 12 Pacific time, so local time out there. So that's noon, or so that's 2 Central, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go live for two hours. Uh, John Miller and I on Thursday. Mike Palm will be joining us on Thursday as well, and that'll be great. We're gonna be at Stadium Swim, so I'll be getting my uh, getting my raise. I might not even wear a shirt. Let's be honest. Have you looked at the weather? Yeah, 60s. So it's not gonna be. But remember, we were out there in December, and it said it was like 55, and it was hot out somewhere yeah, on I that stadium swim. I don't know how that – Well, they just have a giant heater or something. The way that they built that was perfect. Like, I'm sure they thought it out, like the way the sun just bakes that place. So, yeah, I don't know. The, the, it's really not going to be that warm. I was surprised when I looked at the forecast. It's like 50s and 60s out mm-hmm. there. But whatever. Still better than where I'm at right now. So that is Thursday – two-hour live show, Friday, two-hour live show. Ken Miller will be with us as well, and we're going to we're gonna have a lot of fun on Friday. We're going to go back, and we're going to break down the Marty Terrell F-bombs at KXNO. We're going to get the inside me. scoop. No, how, yeah. How, I can't believe I'm going to miss this. Jeez. Yeah, it's good. Well, you can watch it. You just you tune into the live stream. 
get a few drinks in those guys. Well, not Miller, not not John. He doesn't drink, but Ken maybe. Let the vibe flow a little bit. Um, and then also on Friday, so the Iowa women play Friday evening. And oh. I have uh, Chad Lystico is going to join us from Seattle to give us the inside scoop on the Iowa women as they are ready to tip off in the Sweet 16. So wow. that's what we have going on. Uh, that's Beta a lot. Weeks. That's the, two different two-hour shows? Yeah. Are you sure you're going to be able to handle this without me? I, think I, can. I used to do a three-hour show every day. <laughs> I think I can handle two two-hour shows. Okay. I think I can handle it. There's a lot going on. Well, I'll be listening with my pregnant sister. I'll uh, give her t- find out like because a lot of pregnant women like some of them it's like oh you you mentioned like grapes just throwing out a random food it'll make them want to puke like there's certain <laughs> things tell me what your sister and i'll make sure and throw it in there a bunch of times and just make oh them puke. yeah that's you a good idea mean? really good hey, idea before we get into everything took the kids to the harlem globetrotters last night at iowa vince center wells fargo arena yeah i got some town. texts from you and keith about that well, first so they of go all, they go right from the first second round of the tournament to the Harlem Globetrotters. That's right. And you said there's a midget on or a, a little person on the team. <laughs> yeah, they got a little guy. You can't say that anymore unless you're in Estherville, right? Uh, it, unless you actually so Ross Estherville Peterson and I used college to or uh, high school mascot is still called the midgets. Yeah. Ross and I used to debate this all the time, and I'd say, no, it's little people, and then Ross would just go ahead and use the M word over and over again. The so M I think word. You can't say it. It's offensive to, to In stop. Estherville, they still say it. Which is wild. Well, in, the, in racing, there's an entire class yeah, midget of cars, racing right. called the midgets. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, you're at the Harlem Globetrotters. I went to this. My aunt and uncle took me to this when I was probably eight or nine, and I thought it was fun. Cammy. She's really kind of getting into basketball. She's always liked it. She has had a great experience because when I was doing play-by-play for the Iowa State women, she'd get to go to practice and like yeah, she had spoiled. all these, she's a spoiled, yeah, very brat. spoiled for. She's always liked it, but she's finally at an age now where she actually can like cares. Well, she went to the Big Twelve tournament this year and watched the Iowa State women cut down the nets. So like mm-hmm. that was very. I'm I'm guessing that's something she'll remember the rest of her life. I hope so. Um, and then I take her to this Harlem Globetrotter deal and it's, I hadn't been to one of these for probably 30 years, probably longer than that. It's like a mix between WWE and the NBA all-star game. Like, is it, I didn't remember hmm. like as a kid, like the Washington generals point guard taking the microphone and going out and getting what we call in the pro wrestling world, cheap heat on the crowd. He goes out there and he's like, this place is a dump. I don't even know why we stopped here. And we're all, boo. <laughs> That's great. I didn't remember any of that. Like the wash. I just thought the Washington generals when I was a kid was just like this team that was basically like a prop, but they were like, they were, they playing were like the heel roll. Yeah, they were. I don't remember them ever getting a microphone or anything. That was always the Globetrotters, but they just and they just kicked their ass. But then, yeah. then the general signed me about twelve <laughs> so, years ago. I put out a tweet that I wanted to boycott all things generals, and I had completely forgotten that you had done that bit with Channel Thirteen. And a bunch of people like sent it to me, and they're like, "Well, you're boycotting your podcast host." That was I weighed about two hundred and thirty-five pounds. That's amazing. And I went out there, and I just, 
How I did just, that happen? I I don't. What that I got that big or that I was yeah was that just like a somebody at Wells Fargo is like oh this will be a good promotional to get hassle out there they go around the country and they usually uh, they usually do ask members of the media if they if somebody wants to be a part of the generals team like a well known person wants to play for the generals it's like a gimmick yeah and I guess I don't know maybe it, I guess it didn't happen last night for you but no. Didn't they, so they asked Keith, and Keith's like, yeah, I've got the perfect guy for that. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> hey, Hassel, what are you doing on Saturday morning? So I go out there, and I just, and I, um, I just. Uh, did you, like, shoot? Did you actually play in the game? Yes, I did. I I embraced it. And I did. I'm, I'm really good at looking like I'm not trying, but I actually am trying. <laughs> so, like, I really was trying to make. There was like a layup I went in for, and I missed that. There was a three-point shot that I missed by five feet. Like I, it, people were like, "Well, you were, you were trying to do that, right?" N- no, I no. wasn't. I was, <laughs> I was trying to make the shots. Um, but I, I what, what did I do? I ended up getting kicked out of the game for something. <laughs> I can't remember what. I mean, I was really, I was talking shit to the. To the Globetrotters, to the refs, oh my god, to the fans, and then so I remember I, I ripped off my jersey and went in the locker room and I don't know, like trashed the locker room, <laughs> all, as all, all as part of this bit that we. So did. it was pre-planned that you were going to trash the locker room. It was pre-planned that I was going to just do stupid stuff. I don't think there was, any, I don't remember there being a script or anything like that. Um. Oh. I was like, I, I was getting into it with the general's coach, <laughs> telling it like because he didn't start me, and <laughs> and and he was like, "Listen, yeah, I'm the coach." I said, "Yeah, what's your record?" <laughs> and he goes, "You son of a bitch." <laughs> it it was uh, it was pretty fun, and it was That's there were awesome. a lot of people there. I remember there there had to have been like eight or nine thousand people there that day I did it. I was shocked. I I mean, I thought my kids would like it. My eight-year-old, so I my plan, it started at seven. I got a three-year-old, okay? They got to be at school. I'm like, we'll stay until halftime. You know, because so pregame. Was it just you and the kids? Yeah, just me and the two girls. And because pregame is a long, drawn-out thing with the Globetrotters. You know, they're doing the intro. Like, it, whatever. I, I kind of figured, okay, the first half, they're going to see enough. Cammy was locked in. <laughs> She's like, Dad. We don't even know if they're going to win yet. I <laughs> promise you, they're going to win. Um, you know they've lost no, some of the, some of those games, right? I think like, I thought they'd only lost one, but I yeah, I, like accidentally. Yeah, I remember the game I went to. They only they only won by like one. Well, that's the thing. Like the generals, so they had this like sharpshooter. He hit like five four point shots in a row, <laughs> and you could tell everybody's looking around like, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. no, but my kids freaking loved it we had it we had a really good time it was one of the most fun things i think i've ever done with my kids to be honest with you well and then it's good our, our men's teams are out so it's it's good to have a a team with men on it that we can talk about here in the middle of march well and i'm a big globetrotter guy here huge globetrotter because they're the only winning team that i root for real quick on the world baseball classic i wanted to did touch you watch on this. that no and but i i feel like i've missed out on something great 
I feel like everybody's really the, enjoying this, and I have even have watched, watched it are pretty fired up about it, like that it was great. And it's yeah, everybody's like saying the, it's one of the greatest like baseball things they've ever seen. Well, because I mean, it's totally different than you know regular baseball season. You got 162 games, and the games just don't when, when there's that many games, they they don't mean that much. And I, the the atmospheres inside the stadiums were were really unmatched. Hmm. But and and I I I, I think it is good. It's a good thing. There's no doubt about it, especially after this after this latest installment. But I just I, I just it needs to be more regimented. Like it needs to be okay, the World Baseball Classic, it's gonna be this year. It's gonna involve these players. You know, it's it's we're gonna have the best of the best on the on the US team. What what's driven what's driven me crazy about this thing since it started in two thousand six. And that was back when I was, I mean, I was living and breathing baseball, living and breathing it. I remember watching the, like the first pitch of the world baseball classic. Yeah. How excited I was. I was in college. Yeah. And it just, it didn't, for me anyway, it didn't materialize to anything because it was like, okay, we're going to play this every three years and then, okay, we're, we're, okay. Now we're going to play it every four years. Oh, no, no. And then we're going to play it every two years. Oh, well now, now COVID. So it, it just hasn't had like a a straight line it's just like there's no rhyme or reason to when this is going to take place Mm -hmm. and who's going to play i feel like this was this year more stars played in it than in years past for for the united states team i don't remember a u.s team being as stacked as this season so if it continues in this direction great I also, the one thing that I'm just, I don't think I'll ever be able to get over with this is that the position on the calendar, and I don't know that they can change it. Like the, the last thing Season's I'm going to do during the first weekend of March Madness is watch a baseball game. That's my problem. If this was happening two weeks later, I would watch it. Yes. I mean, can you, like, once basketball, college basketball for us is over, that's like now the calendar opens wide, but then you're going up against opening day. You're pushing the season back, and and they don't want what to about, do that. What can we do? What the WNBA does with the Olympics? What What do they do well, with the Olympics? Like they just know. suspend the season for like a month. Yeah, NHL used to do that, and but I don't think you'll get the owners to ever agree to anything like that. No, and and the money. NHL, I think, as far as I know, they they stopped wanting to do that. Um, I, it doesn't sound like they're going to move this thing around, and it's been so successful for them this time around that why would you change anything? But I just I didn't watch any of it other than clips because of where it fell. Like I'm not in baseball mode. I do not care about baseball right now, especially with the NCAA tournament going on. There's just no way. Like I was. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I'm on Twitter. I'm like, what? Get this World Baseball Classic off my feed here. I don't care about it. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. Uh, but it, it, it ended up, you know, I don't think it could have been any better, really, with Otani striking out Mike Trout to end it for Japan. Incredible. And these other countries, they really care. Like the fans of those countries really, really care. Hate us. They really and they love baseball more than we do, and they hate us. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I, I'm with you. I would watch if this was two weeks later. I probably would have watched every yeah. I pitch last night. I just I don't think I don't think there's a way for them to to move that around. It wasn't even on my radar. Honestly, nope. I didn't even know until it started showing up on Twitter that this was a World Baseball Classic year. I had no idea. Same. There were some injuries that happened when I was out in Greensboro and a bunch of the sports writers were, oh my God, you see this guy got hurt. Yeah. A bunch of Mets fans were pissed and that that was kind of how it, that was kind of how it, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm trying not to shit on it because I'm sure it was great and I'm, I believe these people who really enjoyed it, but again, like I'm not, I'm not locked into this until basketball's over. I just, I would be way more into this than I would be April Major League Baseball. No doubt. I would too. I just don't think there's ever going to be a scenario where MLB would agree to cut its season short. That's what they should do. Be like, we're going to cut 15 games off of our season and cooperate with this World Baseball Classic. That would be the best thing for the sport of baseball, but we all know that their pocketbooks are more important. Okay, let's do some women's basketball. Iowa plays on Friday. We wanted to talk about Now, hang on the a record. second. Uh, who are they playing? They play Colorado. Colorado, yeah. All right, give Friday. me a Colorado breakdown. What are we looking at here, Chris? I, I don't know yet, but I will because I do plan <laughs> to gamble on this game. I have a bunch of stuff saved on my reader for the plane. I am not ready for my Sweet 16 prep, but I have watched. Dude, the, the Miami-Indiana um, game and the Iowa-Georgia game were awesome games. Mm-hmm. Like just I watched awesome the basketball game. I also watched the Stanford game, which was not that great of a game, but it was close late, and it was it mattered a lot for Iowa because that's the one seed. I watched a lot of that game too. I watched, I watched a lot of the Drake women's game. I watched uh, a lot of the Iowa State game. I, I've never watched more women's basketball than I have this year. I've even called a bunch of women's basketball this year. Okay, so this brings us to the question that we kind of wanted to debate today. Why is the sport of women's basketball gaining in popularity so much? Because they've had a record number of television viewers across the board. This is not just when Caitlin Clark's on the women's tournament. And I noted this the other night, that the atmospheres in these arenas seem way better than normal. And I'm talking as a whole, we're pretty spoiled here in the state of Iowa. I mean, mm-hmm. Iowa State, it's like the 20th year in a row. They've had top five attendance. Iowa sold out every game. Like, we have pretty good women's basketball atmospheres in our state. Nationwide, it's usually not like this. And it's really, like, I watched Assembly Hall in Indiana. That place was crazy the other night. Like, it was crazy. It was better than their men's atmosphere. Clearly, it's the NCAA tournament, and they're a one seed. I, I acknowledge mm-hmm. that. But why... I have my theory, Chris. I'll let you go first. So why is the women's tournament gaining so much in popularity? Uh, I've I talked to Andy Fales from the Murph and Andy show about this a few weeks ago. And uh, he he brought up some interesting points that I totally agree with. I think one of the main things is that you get to know these players. There are not as many transfers, one, and two, I think the biggest thing is that when you have a star, that star isn't jumping professional after one year. When you have a Caitlin Clark, mm-hmm. she's there maybe five years. Yeah. When, so when that happens in, in the men's game, you're, you're out after one. And a lot of times in the men's game, 
they're there for one year and they don't even get to become a star, a superstar. Like Caitlin Clark was, as a freshman, a phenom, but like she didn't reach superstardom until her second, third season. So you don't get these people even developing into these icons, really, for, you know, what whether you're a young basketball fan that wants to go and say, oh, you got, we have to go see Caitlin Clark. You don't get that in the men's game. Every now and then you'll get a Zion Williamson who's just a transcendent player. But mm-hmm. it's for one year. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's one and done. Move along. And I also think the other thing is, I think this is new and exciting for a lot of people. Because I, I didn't grow up a women's basketball fan. I didn't grow up watching the Iowa women. I didn't. I, I watched every Iowa men's game. I really God, did not did. care about the Vivian Iowa women. Stringer in our house was like, uh, <laughs> see, I grew up in a, I had an older sister. We watched women's basketball. Like I remember as a kid, like it was, it wasn't as big of a deal to us, but mm-hmm. we watched it. So oh, yeah. I, I didn't. And I, and I think a lot of people were like me. More people even, are like you than me. People a lot older than me too, that, this was never an avenue. Now they're discovering, wow, okay. There's this other team that I can that I really like and I can get behind and it's fun. I, we can go and have a great time at whatever arena it is. We can watch these games and enjoy these games. Like this is a lot of fun and it's new and it's intriguing and exciting. So I, I think those are the three things, the three main things for me why college basketball, not just at Iowa, but in other places as well, South Carolina, Indiana. It's like the, mm-hmm. we get to know these players. Wow, we've got this other team that also plays in the same building that's doing awesome things. It's fun. I, I'll go another direction. I, I completely agree with, with all that. I, I, again, I say this as a guy who's been a fan of the sport longer than you have. The product's so much better. Like even... 10 years ago. Like, Why is the product better, you think? Well, the three-point shot. And I I talked to state to Caitlin Clark about this in the interview that we did with her. And I, I, I truly, I credit Steph Curry with so much of this. The fact that the these women, uh, so think about like a little boy 15 years ago. You know, they grow up and they're watching LeBron. They grow up and they're watching Vince Carter in the dunk contest. They grow up and they're watching highlights of Jordan. And 99.9% of us can't even dunk. Yes. So my point is now that now little girls and, and boys too, and you're seeing this at, at young ages. Like I went to my nephew. I've seen my nephew Nolan play, who's like seventh grade. And like these kids, <laughs> they're not um, – they're not hanging out around the rim during warm-ups. I'll put it that way. Mm. They're shooting half-court shots and stuff. I think so many of these women have watched Steph Curry and what he did, and they're emulating it, and they did it at a young age. The women's game always has been really a, a more pure game than the men because you don't play above the rim, right? Mm-hmm. So they're plays matter more inbounds plays matter more i love the quarters right like it's more strategic the all yes, that's this- another that's a point that i that i left out that the game flows better in women's basketball now because of the quarters because you don't get teams locked up in the bonus 
for 14 minutes. No doubt. The The women's game has always featured the, the three-point shot, but not like this. Mm-hmm. It, it's gone to another level. Like The women's game used to be, let's get as many um, post players and let them do layups, <laughs> right? Because mm-hmm. they're not yeah. dunking, and it would be you'd be watching this game full of layups and missed layups and free throws and an occasional three-point shot. And 15 years ago, the women, quite frankly, were expected to conduct themselves in a certain way where there just wasn't as much emotion. Now, man, you you got – watch the Iowa women play. Watch the Iowa State women play. Watch Danae Fritz for Iowa State. She's like a young Caitlin Clark as far as her demeanor goes. We have so much more emotion with these teams now. They're less robotic, and the, the game's just more – Entertaining. I give a ton of credit to Steph Curry. I, I think he changed everything. And I'll even give a give credit to a guy like Bill Finley, too. Like if, if you're an Iowa State fan, they've been playing this style for 20 years, right? Where they're just running up and down and shooting threes. Like, and now like the rest of the country it's kind of like I, I would compare it to this. I would compare it to the sport of football, Chris. What's more fun? The archaic uh, like an offense like Iowa's, right? Or would you rather watch you know, these these different versions of the spread where you're scoring 40, 50 points. Well, we all know what's more entertaining. And the women's game used to be this, well, let's just pump it down into the post to Rebecca Lobo, to Lisa Leslie, and they're going to turn around and shoot a layup. Well, now mm-hmm. <laughs> they're chucking threes from the logo. It's fun. Mm-hmm. So I think every point we've made is really – and I completely agree with you and Andy – about like I mean, if you watch this Iowa team, I, I'm I, I called it was Ashley Jones freshman year um, in Iowa City. I called that game, and Gabby Marshall played in that game, right? Like I remember all of the like they've been there for that long, and it's just you put it all together. And I think it's let's let's not ignore the fact that I think that after COVID, and we've had a real social movement in our country where women I don't want to say are more accepted with sports but I do think that there's more of a um a, of a push I, I I don't know I think that more people are paying attention to it because of a lot of that too I don't know yeah. it's I, and now I was got product. uh not a clear path to the final four but about as good as a, a path that you could potentially ask for with the the one seed yeah act. They they really do, and again, they I, I should don't know. go to the final four. They should. They're going to be favored, I, know, I think, in every game. I don't know a ton about Colorado, but we'll we're going to do a we're going to try and do a little women's basketball betting breakdown for you guys when I'm out in Vegas. We'll see see if I can get any nice. um, women's basketball gambling gurus. I tell you what, the team I really like is that Miami team. I, I don't know if you watch them. Why? Because the Twins. Well, you, you follow I, the I turned twins it on, Instagram? on because I had I knew who they were. And I saw that they were beating Indiana. Why do you think they have so many followers on Instagram? Because their basketball skills, duh. <laughs> no, I, I flipped that game on. That team is legit. Like they were, they were hella fun to watch. What about Miami beating Indiana in the men's and the women's games in the round of thirty-two? Yeah, that's that's a rarity. I kind of like Indiana. Miami, by the way, to beat Houston, but we'll see. I'm I'm really high on in the this men's Miami. game. Yeah, kind of. Looking into that one, really uh, high. I feel on like Miami. Houston might have its footing now. After you know they had two bad games back to back 
in the AAC championship and then the first round, and they had a horrible first half in that round of 32. And then they just turned it on against Auburn in the second half. I think they might be cooking now. Okay. What, um, let's do a couple other topics here. The, we wanted to hit on the big East. Rick Patino is now heading to St. John's. Ed How about Cooley that? from Providence to Georgetown, mm, mm, which is mm, fascinating. Mm. I'm a, I'm an Iverson kid. Did you know that about me? No. He was I didn't like know. So you were, that was your favorite player growing up? Favorite athlete probably of all time, him and Dennis Rodman, <laughs> which makes total sense for a white kid from Southwest Iowa sure. to be drawn to those guys. Um, but I just, I loved, I have Iverson jersey. I still got them in like a box back there. I got like four different colors of the Iverson jersey. Georgetown used to be so cool. They were going the cool back, team. Our our parents' age, it would be like, um, you know, the day in the 80s when they had Patrick Ewing. And then when we were growing up, it was Allen Iverson. And they just fell off a cliff after like the Roy Hibbert teams. Jeez. Basically, when John Thompson retired, it was it. Yeah. And Patrick so, Ewing was a disaster as a head coach. Yeah, horrible. But and the Big East, them. man, what a resurgence. I mean, they were that that conference was just torn apart, left for dead, and then all of a sudden they come back together a few years ago and right now you could make the argument that that, that is the best conference in the country. No team has more teams in the Sweet 16. They've got 3 of them. And these fan bases, we talked about it last show with Creighton, now in the Big East. Mm-hmm. This is, this is a, these are basketball only places. Some of the schools have a football team, but these are basketball schools. This is what they care about. This is their religion. And in a, in a world where college football drives every single decision, I love seeing that these basketball-only places can still have a huge role. Couldn't agree more. And I think it's great for the sport when the Big East is is like this. You know, you need the northeastern part of the country to to care, to really be a national sport. I love that Patino's going there because it just it reinvigorates one of those fan bases like you're talking about that really hasn't had a lot to cheer about in a, in a really long time. They've had pockets of success, but nothing sustained. And Ed Cooley to Georgetown, it's like, I, I am like a, I kind of, I'll root for Georgetown because I, again, like as a kid, I was obsessed with them. There are a lot of people listening to this who probably feel that way, who are an Iverson kid growing up. Cooley's legit. If you can win at Providence, you can win in Washington, D.C. with Georgetown. And, and the the Providence folks are just pissed because Cooley's a Providence guy. He was signed to lifetime contracts. He kept saying that this is his dream job. He'll never leave. And then he leaves. And so that, that that's going to make for some interesting matchups when he returns to Providence as the head coach at Georgetown. It kind of reminds me of the Chris Beard to Texas thing. I, I really do think that these teams have an advantage, though. When... Yeah, again, that's a good point. I, ref- I referenced on Monday that these basketball only places you're talking yeah, about, yeah, with NIL, like they, yeah. that's all that their money's going to. Mm-hmm. And I don't give me the, oh well, they don't have as big of a TV contract. It, it frankly doesn't matter. Like the difference in funding a basketball program compared to a football program is not even close. 
And if all you have to do is fund these basketball programs, that's a that's a big advantage. I, I've told you guys, I, I know multiple scenarios where football and basketball coaches have been at odds <laughs> over NIL money, and there's only so much to go around because that is true. Like, we're talking about the fans here. This isn't, oh, well, the Big Ten television contract pays this out and we're going to divvy it up. No, that's not how it works, at least right now. And there are multiple scenarios. I, we saw one this week. Did you see Nick Saban basically all but call out Nate Oates? I've seen fans say that that was basically what was happening. I, I can't quite. I haven't read into it enough to see to to know if that really was because the circumstances are totally different. It was just the language the, that he the used. football player and the basketball player. One gets in trouble, the other doesn't. What did Saban Nick, say? He he goes, direct quote, there's no such thing in being at the wrong place at the wrong time. Okay. Yeah, that's a shot. <laughs> that That's definitely a shot at Nate Oates. My point being, like, these athletic departments, I, I think that everybody's just, I think a lot of fans are just like, oh, it's kumbaya. Everybody's holding hands. No, they're like competing with one another within these athletic departments in many scenarios. And hey, Kristen. Hey, good to see you. Chris says hi. Hi. <laughs> um, and you don't have that at these basketball-only schools. And that, that's why like, I, I don't know anything about the economics of the Big East and donor bases and whatnot. I would assume there's a lot more money at Georgetown than Providence. Am I wrong? No. That's no. There's no doubt about it. I mean, look, when Georgetown's good, they are filling up an NBA arena every home game. Yeah. Well, it's cool. And, I, I'm with you on the Big East. I'm I'm totally down with this, and I, I hope it continues to. And I and I kind of like what the Big Twelve commissioner is doing too, where he's just like, if you listen to him talk, he's basically saying like, the way I read into it, we know we're not the SEC in football, but why can't we be the SEC in basketball? Mm-hmm. And it's a really, I think it's a pretty good strategy for a league. You gotta, you gotta excel at something, and the Big East being that basketball league is 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 its way to go. Um, real quick, on the Notre Dame job, what are you what are you hearing now? Uh, because we've been talking about Fran McCaffrey and that job for a couple of weeks now, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. The Penn State guy, from what I read last night, it's between he's choosing between Notre Dame and staying at Penn State. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's as we've been reporting here on two guys named <laughs> Chris. Fran McCaffrey was never in the running. Um, I think they might have tried to put that out as a smoke screen to get another extension, but there was. There was nothing, nothing there, from what I've heard from people that have talked to members of the search committee, and the the name I I kept being told was Micah Shrewsbury. Is that's who they that's who they really wanted? Question is, if you're Micah Shrewsbury, what's the better job? You're in the Big Ten at Penn State, where you kind of have your program on the rise, or is it Notre Dame in the ACC? I I think those are the jobs are not that different. Like, I, I don't know that that's a big step up. In fact, I'm going to say it's not a big step up. It's It seems like it would be a lateral move. Notre Dame's had more success. Yeah. But um, 
I don't know. I'm, I mean, you get it rolling at Penn State, and do people? That's big time. I guess my only question, and, and I, I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you do. The fan interest at Penn State compared to Notre Dame. I mean, it's certainly picked up at Penn State. But I mean, they're they're both kind of they're both football schools. Yeah. You get Penn State going, and I think fans will keep showing up. It's a great college town. Yeah. I mean, look what Gil Rivers has done with the with the wrestling program, and all of a sudden that atmosphere is just out of this world. Do you know how sick that makes me? <laughs> I was there that day that he left Iowa State. I was covering that for Channel 13, the day he left Iowa State. Seeing I have all those such conflicting thoughts. Cyclone fans walking around campus, and I'm not like this huge wrestling guy. Not gonna, but like I am a big cyclone guy, and like the conflicting feelings I constantly have towards Kale Sanderson are are hard to put into words. Because he's like, I mean, it doesn't even feel like he's an Iowa State guy anymore. No, it. So it's like Gable back in the day. It's like the two biggest legends in the history of the sport of wrestling both wrestled at Iowa State and then built powerhouses elsewhere. (laughs) Like, is that not the epitome of being an Iowa State fan? Oh, my God. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. Well, they're they're hanging up in the rafters. Oh, and they're winning national titles yeah. everywhere and, else. And when, when someone thinks about them now, when, when you think about Dan Gable, it's Iowa. When you think about Kale Sanderson, it's Penn State. Yeah. That would be like if, if Hoiberg went off and won a couple national titles at Nebraska. Oh, my God. That's right. Hoiberg did it, too. Nobody wants to stay in Ames, man. Paul Rhodes Waters. did. Pa- Paul Rhodes? They kicked his ass to. out of town. Exactly. All the guys that want to stay there. Hopefully, Ots is different. Yeah. No, the, the Kales, I've been so conflicted about that. Because my instinct doesn't, my instinct says, I don't like that guy. That's my instinct. Yeah. I'm sure that a lot of Iowa State fans feel the same way. Now, there's probably some that watched him in the in the Iowa State singlet in person doing all the great stuff back in the day, but feels like a long time ago. He was the head coach for a couple years when I was in college. And they were really good. And you They were good. Could they just, couldn't beat Iowa. They did once. I don't know if he was the head coach or if that was Bobby. My freshman year they beat Iowa. I think that was the last time because I was there. It was in it was in Hilton. That's the last time they beat Iowa in wrestling. I think. I don't know that off, I think. This was a weird show, man. We're talking wrestling, women's basketball, and globetrotters. In the Big East. <laughs> in in Georgetown. Well, it's getaway day for you. It's getaway day. Yeah, I got to get going. Get I, get, I, gotta, I still have to pack. I got a flight to catch, all that stuff. Again, reminder, we will be on from two. So it'll be two to four, I guess, central. Just on the live stream everywhere. Uh, getting you guys ready for the Sweet 16 games. Stadium swim, and uh, while while Hassel rubs his sister's feet, you just give her a foot massage. Get yourself one of those Heinekens the size of your head. Heineken's disgusting. (laughs) Absolutely the worst beer possible, but I will drink a beer the size of my head. I promise you that. All right, brother. Um, Okay. Appreciate your time. As always, a Wednesday, two guys named Chris. From the Channel Seed Studios. Thanks to our friends at Fairway Meat Still and Grocery. Still waiting for that meat box. 
giant ass box of I promise you I'm gonna get you the meat box. Okay, you just need to calm down. The meat box is coming. I need to put in a little more work on that, but it will happen. He's Chris Hassel. My name's Chris Williams, signing off here on your Wednesday. Iowa everywhere.